Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Happy Thursday. We're almost there, folks. Almost at the weekend. So close that I can taste it. Lots to talk about today because yesterday they held a vote in Congress on a bill that is pretty much as bad as it gets. This bill, H.R. 550, this is a piece of legislation that will help the federal government create a registry, a database of everyone who's gotten a vaccination, how many shots they've gotten. So the government can then use that database to remind people to get their boosters. That's how they're, that's how they're presenting it. But we know that the only reason ever to have a database is to use it against someone. It's the same reason they want to register guns. They want to be able to know who has guns so they can use that database to confiscate them. We see what other countries are using their COVID vaccine passport system to do. We're going to play a couple of clips later from France and then another clip from Australia just to show you what they're using this system to do. And you have to ask yourself whether you want this in the United States. And the reason we're bringing this up is because yesterday, 80 Republicans voted for this terrible, terrible bill. 80 Republicans, 8-0, voted to help the federal government create a database of vaccinated Americans. And by by the inverse is also true, unvaccinated Americans, right? Because if you have a database of everyone who's gotten the vaccine, then you also have, if you just subtract from the, from your, the rest of your data, you have everyone who isn't vaccinated. So ask yourself, do you trust the federal government with this kind of database? And is this something you want Republicans voting for? So why don't we put up my screen, Mr. Producer? This is HR 550. HR 550. This is a Public Health Service Act. It's uh, it's pretty much as bad as it gets. Do we have that, Mr. Producer? The Immunization Infrastructure Modernization Act of 2021. Can you put up my screen? Yeah, one sec. Okay. One second. So let's get that up. The Immunization, I'll read again, the Immunization Infrastructure Modernization Act of 2021. 80 Republicans voted for it. 80 Republicans voted for it. And we're, we're going to do something that we that we always do whenever a bill like this passes with Republican traders help. We're going to name names. We're going to read off the 80 Republicans who voted for it because you know that they vote for this expecting that they're going to have some level of anonymity, expecting that they're going to be able to vote for this without having to defend the vote. There you go. The Immunization Infrastructure Modernization Act of 2021 to basically centralize all the databases so that they can know for sure who is vaccinated and who is not vaccinated. And as I said, 80 Republicans helped pass it. And the purpose of this bill is to fund, quote, immunization system data modernization and expansion. Well, that sounds interesting. What does that actually mean? The system would be defined as, quote, a confidential population-based computerized database that records immunization doses administered by any healthcare provider to persons within the geographic area covered by that database. So they can do state-based, they can do county-based. It's basically seizing all of the records and centralizing them into one specific record. Democrat Representative Ann Custer from New Hampshire, New Hampshire said that the system, they intended the system will be able to, quote, remind patients when they are due for a recommended vaccine and identify low vaccination rates to, quote, ensure equitable distribution of vaccines. So this is pretty interesting. They're, they're using this for for racism. I mean, the, the idea that, oh, well, too many vaccines are going to white areas. So we need to change that. They can't even stop the from injecting the race into it. But notice that remind patients when they are due for a recommended vaccine. They're not even just talking about the COVID-19 vaccine. Potentially, this could be used for any kind of vaccine. And this bill authorized $400 million to fund this new database. $400 million. That's a lot of money 
that's a lot of money for what essentially will be an Excel document behind a lot of a lot of firewalls and a lot of security. <clears throat> so why don't we read read the list? It passed yesterday, two ninety four to one thirty. One hundred and thirty Republicans voted nay. Eighty Republicans voted yes, yay. So why don't we? Let me just set up my screen so I can read it without having to look up. And uh, and yeah, let, let's uh, one second. Yeah, so all eighty. All 80 of the Republicans who voted for this monstrosity. Okay, we got... Oh, no, I can't read it now. Okay, Adderholt from Alabama. Oh, no, sorry, that's that's nay. I don't want nay. I want yay. Let me, let me settle that to you. Here we go. Bacon, Nebraska. Baird, Indiana. Banks, Indiana. Barr, Kentucky. Billy Rackus, Florida. Buckshin, Indiana. Burgess, Texas. Carrie, Alabama. Carter from Georgia. Carter from Texas. Cheney, of course, Wyoming. Cole from Oklahoma. Comer, Kentucky. Crenshaw, of course, Texas. Curtis, Utah. Rodney Davis, Illinois. Diaz Bellart, Florida. Dunn, Florida. Fitzpatrick, of course, Pennsylvania. Fleischman, Tennessee. Fortenberry, Nebraska. Jimenez, Florida. Tony Gonzalez, Texas. Gonzalez, Ohio. Graves, Missouri. Guthrie, Kentucky. Herrera Butler, Washington State. We got Hill from Arkansas. Hinson from Iowa. Hudson from North Carolina. Huizenga from Michigan. Jacobs from New York. Johnson from Ohio. Joyce from Ohio. Joyce from Pennsylvania. Catco from New York, obviously. Another one of those rhinos. Keller from Pennsylvania, Kim from California, Kinzinger, of course, Illinois, Kustoff from Tennessee, LaHood from Illinois, Lesko from Arizona, Let Low from Louisiana, Long from Missouri, Lucas from Oklahoma, Luke Kamire, I probably mispronounced that, Missouri. Oh, Kevin McCarthy voted for it. That's interesting. Kevin McCarthy, California. McCall, Texas, McLean, Michigan, McHenry, North Carolina, McKinley, West Virginia, Meyer, of course, another rhino, Michigan, Miller Meeks, Iowa, Moore, Utah, Murphy, North Carolina, Newhouse, Washington. I need to take a sip. There's so many Republican traders on this list. I'm starting to get dry mouth. Got a, I'm a little parched after reading all this. So what I said, Newhouse, Washington, Owens, Utah, Palazzo, Mississippi, Palmer, Alabama, Pence, Indiana. Oh, oh, Pence. That's interesting. Reed, New York. Resh, mm, Resh and Thaler. I really should know how to pronounce all these names. Pennsylvania, Rogers, Washington, Rogers, Alabama, Rogers, Kentucky, Salazar, Florida, Schweikert, Arizona, Smith, New Jersey, of course, Smucker, Pennsylvania, Stauber, Minnesota, Stewart, Utah, Thompson, Pennsylvania, Turner, Ohio, Upton, Michigan, of course, Wagner, Missouri, Wenstrup, Ohio, Westerman, Arkansas, Wilson, South Carolina, Womack, Arkansas, and Young from Alaska. Those are the 80 Republicans who decide to vote to help Democrats create, spend $400 million on a database slash registry of people who have gotten the vaccine and by the inverse also being true, that database would be used to subtract those from the general population to find out who doesn't have the vaccine because that's ultimately the plan here. Anytime you create a database, the database, the purpose of it is to use it against people, right? You don't give database, you don't create databases of who's vaccinated, who isn't vaccinated to send everyone a gift basket. And, and give them a high five and, and give them a plaque. No, you do it to punish the people who aren't or punish the people who miss, miss their booster. It's crazy stuff. 80 Republicans. 80. 80, including McCarthy, voted for this. $400 million for this. 
This podcast is sponsored by Air Med Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your household should any of you suffer a medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital. We don't get to choose when a disaster strikes. You don't get to choose how you get taken to the hospital. Anyone who has been taken to a hospital or has a loved one who's gone to a hospital by ambulance, you know it's very expensive and you know insurance won't usually cover it. Well, when you have to be airlifted by a helicopter, it's much more expensive. And yeah, insurance won't cover that either. Air Med Care Network exists to make sure you don't risk bankruptcy in the event that someone in your house has to be airlifted to a hospital for medical treatment. So when you sign up at the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily, not only are they going to give you coverage for your entire household for one year for $85, but they're also going to give you money back up to 50 bucks, depending on how many years you sign up for. So again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. Really, really scary. So our resident expert in COVID vaccine databases, not Jake, we're going to bring Greg on to talk about this. So let's go ahead and bring Greg Apollo Papas on. Apollo, how's it going? Max, excellent. Thank you for the uh, the name moniker. <laughs> I always like when I can add a, a resident expert title to my, yeah. to my well, credentials. Yeah, well, when we bring people on, we, we bring different experts on. Resident expert in, uh, well, you've been looking into a lot of this. I mean, obviously, we have some clips of how these types of records are being used overseas. And to see them trying to create the same registry system here. They couldn't get the vaccine passports at the national level because we stopped them. But this is a backdoor to it, right? Create the database, and then they can use the database for all their evil intents. Well, I mean, just as we've seen them behave so far, and the things that we've seen them push as they've shut down, uh, you know, economies and private spaces and uh, as we've seen in New York and all these other, uh, some of these other states now, you know, started enforcing these things with their little green passes like they've done in other countries in the past. I mean, it's very clearly heading towards the China social, uh, you know, credit score system, uh, you know, type model. I mean, why else would they, would they want this database? What else are they going to do with it? Uh, you, don't, you don't have to be yeah. a rocket scientist to see where, where they're heading. Yeah, no, it's, it's not to give everyone a prize. <laughs> no, I don't not, think so. I to, don't think so. It's not to give everyone a hug or a high five. No, I don't it's want the prize, pun- whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's to punish people. And so Representative Byron Donalds of Florida, he voted no. So he's one of the good ones. And I want to read a quote from him on why he voted no. He said, quote, this legislation would unnecessarily appropriate millions of taxpayer funds intended to expand bureaucracy in Washington. That's true. A, de- a database solely created to record and collect confidential vaccination information of Americans explicitly encroaches upon individuals' fundamental right to medical privacy. As a fiscal conservative, I cannot in good faith support legislation that contributes to the Democrats' habitual pattern of recklessness and wasteful, wasteful spending and the intrusive heavy hand of government. That just seems so obvious. But again, you have 80 Republicans, 80, 80, over, over one-third of the caucus has now voted for this. Yeah, and I mean, now you're, you're starting to see, I mean, it's always been, uh, you know, we can call it on our side of the aisle, the radical left, the radical left, right? Uh, you know, these are, again, rhinos, um, but you're really starting to see that the, the team, you know, designations don't really apply. Uh, it really is just, it, it's coming down to good versus evil. It's coming towards uh, the Constitution or slavery uh, to the you know the side of right and the American people and this this evil agenda. Uh, th- these people, it doesn't matter what side they're playing on. The same as we see in other countries, uh, in in England, in Germany, the these uh, you know this dichotomy that they use to you know to play the game and to you know drive our our thinking and how to how to identify some of these people and identify ourselves is 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 starting to slip this whole facade. And you're starting to see exactly what these people stand for. Um, I mean, 80 Republicans, whatever you want to call them, how, how could a, a Democrat, anyone, how could anyone stand for this? Uh, you look at the database uh, that they're looking at. I mean, Nazi Germany, all these other countries that have, they use the registry for what? 
it's for confiscation or for punishment of, of something. They're, they're going to do something with it. So, uh, I mean, these are, you want to talk about targets uh, uh, or enemies, very clearly enemies of the American people. I mean, he, here they are. Any single person yeah. who's voting for anything like this, this is an enemy of freedom. This is an enemy of, uh, of the American people and of humanity. Uh, these are traitors to our nation and to, and to our race and the human race. I don't mean, you know. Our race. <laughs> yeah. Careful. Careful. <laughs> I chose that was, that was a, a, yeah, that was a bad choice slippery, of words. <laughs> slippery words there, yeah. Um, so why don't we, why don't we play? A, a, obviously, we, we know, we all anecdotally know what this kind of database would be used for. We know what kind of database this would be used for. But in case you haven't been watching, I want to show you specifically what it is being used for right now. Oh yeah, this is this awesome. is this is this is video from Australia. Three teenagers recently escaped from one of their quarantine camps, their concentration camps, and, and they didn't never tested positive. They had simply been in close proximity to someone else who was positive. So apparently, that alone gets you thrown into concentration camps these days in Australia. They escaped from the concentration camp because surprise, surprise, when you start incarcerating people who've done nothing wrong, they want to, they want to leave incarceration. There was a manhunt and they found them. And after finding them, they tested negative. So there was no reason for them to be in the quarantine facility. <laughs> Let's play this news report from Australia. Mr. Bruce. Let's play cut number six. Teenagers who allegedly escaped quarantine at the Howard Springs facility near Darwin have been taken in by police. Following a six-hour search, Nines Talia Sav has the latest for us. Well, we can expect to see some changes implemented here at the Centre for National Resilience after three teenagers allegedly escaped. A search spanning several hours was sparked this morning after police say the group scaled a fence and fled Howard Springs around 4.30am. Authorities located the teenagers about half a dozen kilometres away. It's understood they travelled by foot and didn't mingle with anyone else. The 15, 16 and 17-year-old are close contacts of a case from the remote community of Binjari near Catherine, who all tested negative to COVID yesterday. The Territory's Police Commissioner believes isolation and loneliness may have contributed to the trio taking off, empathising they're not used to living in their own units. CCTV will also now be increased across the site as well as bolstered internal security. The trio are expected to face a fine of five grand each. $5,000. They're expected to face a, a, a fine of $5,000. Just to again reiterate, they tested negative before they were brought into the camp. They tested negative after they were apprehended, after escaping. So there's no reason for them to be in this camp. They're going to be facing a $5,000 fine for escaping. And they said, they, they talked to police, they said the reason they escaped is they don't like living in prison cells. Shocking, isn't <laughs> they that? They don't like the That's crazy. Well, and I mean, this story is a little bit surreal. So, I mean, okay, cool. They tested negative. Uh, great. The whole thing is a little bit ridiculous. They're going to find these teenagers $5,000 each. Or, and they're or, sending them back. Yeah, and they're going to send them back to the camp. <laughs> Not being infectious in the first place, as if, as if that narrative was fine. Even if you could pretend to justify, oh, let's throw people in camps because they're so contagious and they're going to, you know, kill the entire community. Um, they have literal camps. We have literal camps right now where they are putting people against their will Finding them for leaving, and they're not even infectious, they're, or they don't even test positive. Not one part of this whole narrative uh, makes any mm -hmm. sense. And where where is this in the mainstream media? They're they're putting children essentially in camps for for what? Teenagers, 15, 16, 17 year old were put into concentration camps. And just so we know, that that's what this is. It's a concentration camp. You can call it a quarantine facility. They have a they have like a they have like a resilient. I think they call it like the resiliency. I forget what they mentioned it. But very, like, very double speak. National like resiliency prime, camp. Prime Orwell, yeah. Orwellian double speak right there. For national resiliency, if we put up my screen, Mr. Producer, this is what it's the like camp freedom looks passports. Like. Yeah, this is what the camp looks like. If you put up my screen, Mr. Producer, can we do it? There we go. That is the camp today. Oops, accidentally. That's Auschwitz. No, sorry. Take that down. That's the camp. 
Oh, no, that's <laughs> Auschwitz. Same deal. No, oh. this wrong one. Sorry, I keep making the mistake. You see, it's so easy to make that's this mistake. That's an odd I'm similarity. Accidentally, accidentally putting up Auschwitz because, oh, my goodness, they put them all in the same damn rows. It's like, <laughs> could they? if you're going to do this, don't make it look like Auschwitz. Don't make it look like a concentration camp. No, like give them bigger little, windows or like a pool in the middle. In make it feel resilient. Yeah, something. And so they're setting up these camps in apparently a lot of a lot of the of northern Australia, kind of the more remote regions of Australia. And they're taking Aborigines and they're forcing them into these camps. They're forcing them to get vaccinated. So that's the the, the Aboriginal people. They are the Australian version of Native Americans, right? They are the people who were there before Australia was turned into a penal colony for the British. And they were just the n- native people to Australia. They live kind of remote lives. They, they do intermingle. But these, a lot of these camps are being built near those native populations. And they are being forced to get the vaccine and forced into these camps. Where is the liberal outrage? Like, could yeah, you imagine you're here forcing if a- Native Americans were rounded up and just put into camps? For national resiliency? Yeah, you you are, I mean, you are building a, uh, you are building infrastructure to put specific, like, races, basically. And maybe, you know, maybe, I, I don't think in these cases that it's like the law is they're being built for these people. Um, but, I mean, by de facto, uh, that that's basically what's happening. And... It, we have all of these racial justice, uh, you know, social justice warriors all over the world and all over this country shouting and screaming about these uh, these things that they have to completely manipulate and, and essentially just make up to have any any cannon fodder uh, or I'm sorry, any any uh, ammunition uh, for their narrative. And then you have you have the slavery going on in China. You have the, the persecution of the Uyghurs. Uh, v- many examples of actual slavery, of actual uh, horrible, horrible racial uh, injustice, and it, and now you have this and it, silence, and and they they talk about this in the media like it's a sunny day, like oh yeah, we had yeah. this camp, some kids got out, we're gonna find them, put them back. I just I just did it again, Greg. I just did it again. I thought I was bring, pulling up an Australian Is vaccine passport. I accidentally I accidentally pulled up the Gesundheit pass. Which was the Nazi Nazi Germany's? Is that not the Australian passport. police? No, logo? I thought I, I keep making this mistake. I keep making this mistake. I keep going to try and find the Australian version. Oh and yeah, it that just is a Nazi thing. Nazi version. Wow. Wow, that's it. Just shocking. keeps happening. Wait, I think I got it. I think I got it again. Nope, more Nazi Gesundheit pass. Damn, they they got called something else other than health pass. They probably should. Just, obviously, tongue in cheek, but they're just following the same, the same prescription. We throw them in camps, and we make them show their papers. We're going to take down the screen. I want to show you a couple clips from France, because if you were ever to, to talk about a country that would you'd think would not want fascism, you would. You think that it it would you you think it'd be France. Unfortunately, France is not. <laughs> France is, is sliding into fascism. This is a video of French police checking vaccine passports at a restaurant. Mr. Producer, play cut number four. They're That's terrifying. They're literally checking the passports, the vaccine passports. When there was footage of this from several months ago, they were doing it was in France as well, I believe. Um, yeah. So here, Max, here's my question. The people in this country who seem so uh, lackadaisical in, you know, in responding to this stuff, they seem so content to just let it go and see what happens and yeah, okay, well, it's annoying. My life's kind of uh, being taken away from me right in front of my eyes. Um, what are you thinking? You see this happening in these other countries. You see exactly what they're going to do. The playbook is not going to be any different here. I mean, certainly not with this administration. 
you've already seen how completely tyrannical and obscenely in obscenely crazy these people uh, are and how far they will go. You've seen what Fauci will do. The the absolute horrors that come out of out of his mind and out of his mouth. You see what they want to do to kids. Uh, they're they're now pushing it on on infants and and kids under twelve. We still don't have any any studies. They they're using us as the experiment. We are the experiment right now. Why could anyone sit here and see all this happening all over the world on top of all the things in this country? with the parallels to very clear historical precedents for what this will lead to. And then you can sit here and not be com- more than like outraged, but terrified and doing everything in your power to well, stop this in your neighborhood. Point. You're forgetting one point. Orange man's bad. You can't, you can't. Forget oh yeah. yeah, yeah Orange yeah. man's very bad. Yeah. And there's no mean tweets. So I guess Nazism yeah. is fine. If that scene, uh, let's play it again. Well, actually, let, let's yeah, let's play it again. Let's play that clip of the French in the restaurant once one more time because I want to show you what it reminds me of. Let's play a cut four one more time. If we can put up my screen now, this is what that reminds me of. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a movie buff. I don't know a ton of movies, but it reminds me of this. If we put up my screen, Mr. Producer. Reminds me of this. Indiana Jones. Papers, please. Oh, it's yes. the same deal. It's no, it is. Deal. This is exactly what it is. Yeah, and let's just let it run until he gets punched and thrown out the window. <laughs> but he's going around the restaurant on the blimp. And there's Indy. Um, have, have you seen these? Now he notices Grandpa there in the corner. It's the same deal. It's the same as what's happening in France. It's the same as what's happening in France. Let me, uh, I'll fast forward a little bit so we can get to the ticket. Here we go. Oh, there we go. Throw him out yes. of the limp. See, that, that right there, that is, right, what, that is what the American people need to do, uh, you know, collectively to these, uh, to these psychopaths. Like I, I mean, no ticket. Dis- yeah, D- disagree with me if you want, Max, uh, or or tell me if you do. But Listen, this is not going I, to end. This is not going to end no. unless unless we end this. They're they're not no, going to stop I, with this. There are really no more passenger blimps, so I am okay with you saying we should punch <laughs> them and throw them out of passenger blimps because <laughs> that's not that's not the kind of violence that we can actually uh, effectuate. Because all right, but no so you do you do blimps. condone punching them off of passenger blimps? Yeah, though. throwing them out of blimp, passenger blimps. Okay, yes. all right, confirm. Throw them confirm out of the Hindenburg. Out. Roger. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it reminds me of that because we have another clip of the, of the French, and I, I tried to find the original clip, and it just it, I couldn't find it. So someone did put some, expl- uh, some profanities written on it, overlaid, about Joe Biden, about Democrats. But I want to play this, Mr. Brewster. Let's, let's get cut nine ready. The, this is the French who are walking down the street just looking for people who might be enjoying themselves, French police, so that they can check for their vaccine passports. Mr. Bruce, let's play cut number nine. They're literally sending them out. They're literally just going door to door to check. Oh, look how, look how proud he looks. Oh, that's a big man right there. Oh, here we go. Hello, sir, madame. We will check your health, please. I also need your ID. Yeah, hey, guys. Hey, I know you're uh, you're just having lunch here. Thank you. Um, Have a good day, sir. Can we see your papers? It's for your resilience. I love how they're checking his health while he's smoking. I really don't know what this is, he says. We are sitting at an outdoor table. There's two of us, no one around. C'est de l'absurdistan numérique. C'est déjà assez loin. Push quite far. Je vais pas aller jusqu'au People are showing them their phones, another outdoor table. En tant que customers, I think that once we have the health pass, it's quite easy. We only have to show up at restaurants for people. 
pour les restaurateurs, pour les personnes qui, euh, qui sont dans des situations où ils sont un peu réticents par rapport à tout ça. Je trouve ça dommage que ça les freine. Ils ont dû refuser des clients tout à l'heure. S'il euh, va y avoir des pertes, des commerçants aussi dans une autre ville, on va devoir refuser des clients. Et ça peut mettre des, certains commerces dans l'embarras et ça ne ça va pas aider à relancer, je pense. The local economy, yeah, no duh, no duh, Frenchman. Checking more. I mean, this is what they're doing. This is their job. Oh, nice little armbands. Don't worry, they got the armbands. Yeah, thank goodness. Freedom bands. Or what are those tolerance bands? Donc aujourd'hui, on fait une opération qui est plus axée sur la pédagogie et la prévention. Donc notre but est de faire un petit peu le tour des secteurs où il y a le plus de monde qui sont les plus spécifiques, etc. Pour expliquer essentiellement aux gérants de débit de boisson les nouvelles réglementations en vigueur à partir d'aujourd'hui sur les contrôles des passes sanitaires. That's BS. We gotta take it down. So you know what this is. You know what this is. She, I don't think she's lying entirely. I think she's kind of right. It is about teaching. I mean, you, you've seen this like incremental, you know, uh, expansion of some of these things. They, they, it's the same with gun control. It's the same with the green stuff. Uh, it's been the same with COVID. Is they're, they're going to introduce it kind of slowly. The, the lockdown, they just threw it because that was the only way they could justify the fear anyway. It had to be that way uh, because you can't have a super virus and then kind of like slow walk into it. So they shut everything down and made a, a pandemic, this hysteria around it. Um, but this is exactly, this is their, their next step. They're going to start introducing us to this, and this is all they want you to see right now. They want you to see people going around and checking. They don't want, to see what, they don't want you to see what comes next, because what comes next is they're going to start removing people and arresting them and putting yeah. them in the camps by force. This is the step before the full, uh, the full fascist, the full Nazi uh, you know, arrest of the the dissenters, right, of the others, of the, the wrong people, the bad people, the evil anti-vaxxers, the evil conservatives who are selfish people, right? This is, yeah, I, this is predictive, I, I hate. like, programming. This is, yeah. they are introducing this to you so that you will not freak out so much when the next step happens. Anyone who's watched this show for a long time, you know, I hate making Nazi analogies. I, I feel like in most cases, people who make the Nazi analogy um, kind of grasping for straws, but in this Agreed. situation, Agreed. it's absolutely a descent into fascism, Nazism. Yeah, there, like, there's like, no better ahead, parallel. Screen. Go ahead, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. We saw this in that video. The, the French police are now wearing red armbands. I think they've worn these for a while, but you see the French police going down the road with these red armbands. I have another shot of these red armbands. Oh, no, I did it again. Wait, that's I did not it again. French. Oops. I thought I was pulling up a second image of the French police wearing you, red armbands. Max, are you sure that's not up, French? I accidentally pulled up a picture of a Nazi SS officer wearing a red armband. Damn it. I, this is just not my day. You're admonished, This is not Max. my day. I, I keep trying to find the right cuts, the right clips, and I accidentally just keep finding almost identical Nazi imagery. Oops. Oops. <laughs> Hey, I mean, you know, you know, you had some Jaeger. We'll we'll blame it on that. It's an honest yeah. mistake, right? Yeah, I had some Jaeger yesterday on an empty stomach, which was not fun. Um, <laughs> so that's from France. We we showed you Australia. We showed you France. I want to show you like an insane clip from New Zealand. An insane clip from New Zealand. Before I do, I have to remind you this podcast is brought to you by My Pillow. Make sure you check out MyPillow as you're getting your Christmas shopping done. Use promo code CD21, Charlie Delta 21. You're going to get up to 66% off. I actually think they, it might be a little bit more this week because it's Cyber Monday week. But go ahead and check it out. You're going to get the best possible deal on pillows, on all of the MyPillow products. Make sure you use promo code CD21. And full disclosure, when you do that, we do get a little bit of a commission on it. It helps us grow the show, helps us keep the lights on. So please do support Mike Lindell, support the patriots who work at MyPillow, and help support our show by using promo code CD21 when you purchase at MyPillow. So this is, um, this is a clip from New Zealand. This is from a couple days ago. New Zealand has had crazy lockdowns. Also a little interesting that New Zealand is now worried about the Omicron variant, but you can't get into New Zealand unless you're vaccinated. So how could it get there? That's that's a conversation for a different different podcast, though. Well, and um, I don't was, want to go off on a tangent, but it, is, isn't it kind of funny, Max? So 
How many variants did we have like the first year of COVID? Um, there were a few. There were a right, few. Like a handful? Because if you remember, the, 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 the difficulty is they used to be naming it by where it came from, and then they decided to not. So we did have, we had the UK strain, remember? We had the Indian strain. So we did have a couple of these different strains. Then they redefined them in terms of the Greek alphabet. So we, early on, we did have a couple of strains, but not nearly as many as we have now. No, and so we, we did, did have that. some. We did have some. But you notice like now, now all of a sudden the new variants are because before they had the news like, oh, well, yeah, there's we're really concerned about new variants. And maybe the next variant's going to be, you know, the one that turns us all into flesh eating zombies. I mean, who knows about the variants? And there were a couple that they were they were labeling by by origin. But now all of a sudden, now that we have the vaccines. Right uh, now, now the big push is okay. Well, there's this new variant, and they're pushing. Okay, well, new variant. So now we got to get a new shot. We got to get a new booster. Everyone's got to get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. This is the same the same problem with the flu shots. If the if they have something designed for one particular virus, right, or one per particular strain, by the time it oh, yeah. comes out, the thing is mutated. You're not even yeah. you're not even vaccinating for the same thing anymore. It's like yeah, it's it's interesting to me that now all of a sudden. The variants are going to kill us all, and we've got to get everyone the shots that aren't actually yeah. for these variants. So we did have some variants come out before the shots were rolled out. So we had South Africa was first identified in May of 2020. That's the beta. Yeah. Then you had United Kingdom. The UK variant was September of 2020. So South Africa original was 20, May of 2020. UK was September of 2020. The gamma, which was Brazil, was November of 2020. The Indian strain, which now has been called Delta, was October of 2020. So some of them, I mean, it takes a long time for these things to spread, but most of the ones that have been at us have been were first identified mid-2020 to late-2020. And obviously there have been a ton more, but they fizzle out, right? Not every strain ends up taking, taking well, root. Well, I think really what my point um, is is the, is the media, the media slant, right? That, 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 that's really the, because, I mean, the variants, whatever. Call, call it whatever yeah. it is. But, you know, you see now, I'm, I'm just going to say, it, this is so obviously coordinated uh, that, I mean, you really have to be asleep not to see this stuff. I mean, yeah. It, it's just wild. Yeah. Yeah. And the, other, and the other bit of it is they only give it a name if they are either say that they are interested in it or concerned with it. So, for example, the Lambda variant, which was first identified in Peru, that was December 2020. Yeah, um, that hasn't that's just kind of they're just looking at it. Right. But there are others that don't even have names. They're just strings of letters and numbers, number combinations. So, yeah, it mutates. It, 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 everything will eventually mutate. Um, the it, it's very foolish to think that you can control something that's out of your control. Um, but uh, that's probably if we want to do a deep dive into the actual um, the, the, the technicalities of the virus, probably a different episode but i want to play this I, I led into it before we i read the ad this clip from new zealand oh my goodness so new zealand for for god knows how long they haven't been allowed to go to their friend's house actually correction they're they've been allowed to go to their friend's house but they had to stay outside on the patio and if they were at this little patio function in the backyard the front yard at their friend's house and they had to use the restroom New Zealand law prohibited them from using the restroom indoors at the friend's house. So presumably <laughs> they would have to take a dump in the bushes. They have to pee on a tree. You cannot, if you're at the barbecue and nature calls, you got to use nature. Can't use the restroom. I wonder so if anyone's New done Zealand, a study on the rates of public indecency yeah. uh, after that was well, passed. That, that's the other thing. Are you going to arrest them for that? I don't know. But so they had a press conference in New Zealand celebrating that ding, ding, ding. When you go and visit your friends, either on their patio or now you're going to be allowed to be inside, apparently. When you go and visit your friends, you are now going to be allowed to use your friend's restroom. That's just a moment of applause for the for the Kiwis. No more peeing on trees. No more dumping in bushes. When you go to your friend's barbecue, you can now pee and poop indoors. Mr. Producer, let's play this cut number five. And importantly, because I know this is a question many Aucklanders have. You can now see family and friends again in their homes and use the bathroom inside. Luxury. Yeah, luxury. Lug luxury. Let's play it again. Thanks, Mr. Producer. Turn the volume up if you Thank can. You. 
I'm, I'm sorry. Let's I'm play sorry. it one more time. Turn the volume a little bit up because she's a little bit quiet. Let's play that one more time. And importantly, because I know this is a question many Aucklanders have, you can now see family and friends again in their homes and use the bathroom inside luxury. <laughs> Presidential decree, prime minister's decree, you may now shit indoors. You're welcome, luxury. That was oh, a, you sounded like Russell cool. Brand there a little bit. That was pretty good. Yeah. No, yeah. I, oh, are, yeah. are these people insane? <laughs> like, the, how do they get up there when the straight, and they, like, smile about it? Are you kidding me? Are you, you've got to be out of your freaking mind, out of your forking mind, to look at this and not be completely livid. Livid, beyond livid. And this reminds us of a case from Australia. If we put up my screen, Mr. Producer, Australia said you could go outdoors to a bar and you could drink alcohol outside if we put up my screen, but you oh could not take your mask off while you were drinking. How does that work? No one knows. So you could go to a bar, you could go to a patio bar, an outdoor bar, outdoor patio dining, and you could drink alcohol. Big announcement, if we could put up my screen. Big announcement, but you could not take off your mask while doing it. Could not take off your mask while doing it. Can we put up the screen? <laughs> there we go. Australia bans people from removing masks while drinking alcohol outdoors. And you can see a picture of a poor woman trying to drink through her mask. <laughs> hey! We're going to let the bars reopen, but you have to drink it through a mask. Yeah, God bless them. Yeah. And, and again, they presented this as, oh, how nice are we? We're going to let you go back to drinking outdoors, but you have to be masked while you're drinking. Can't even take it off. Can't even cut a little hole in it like we saw people doing in the beginning of the pandemic to either like to drink through a straw or to play a musical instrument. Nope. Full mask. Can't remove it. Can't move it to the side while drinking. I mean, like the way they're going, they're gonna pass some law, like you know, like China was doing, where you have to get the the anal swabs. You're gonna need to oh, like boof your your drinks to in order so you can keep your mask on. They're, you're gonna like unbelievable. The the thing with the anal swabs is they did it to Americans. Like it's been like a joke in China. It's like it's like when you go to the airport and you're like, I don't want to get. I don't want to go into the irradiating machine. I don't want to put my hands up like this, have it scan me. I want the pat down. Like, like, oh, you don't want the you don't want the nasal swab in China. You want the anal swab? Okay, here we go. It's been a thing that has been seldom used, but mostly it's people who opt out of the na nasal swab. They get to the anal swab, and no one really wanted to do it. <laughs> it's like no one really wants to get patted down, get get all felt up at the airport. Um, but for in China, they skip the nasal swab for the Americans who are leaving the embassy. And they gave them anal swaps just to embarrass them, just to just to emasculate them. Well, and that's what it is. That That's why the TSA, that's why they handle. I mean, you know, yeah, OK, fine. Oh, we got to protect your safety. That, that, that That's their job. Right. Um, but that's why they 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 make a huge scene when people opt out. They, they used to have a lot more. They don't have nearly as many people opt out uh, when they go through the, the checkpoints now. Uh, but that, that was they, they purposely would make this big scene and say, you know, they yell, we got an opt out. And they make, you know, they make this whole parade. Uh, and part of it was was to discourage you from doing that. They wanted you to to feel uncomfortable and to single you out because they wanted you to go through because uh, it's more convenient for them. Uh, but, but I mean, that that's the whole deal. You know, they they, they, they don't want to give you an option unless it's more humiliating, unless it's more uh, uncomfortable. Um, and, and this, it's the same, it's the same kind of playbook that, that they're using and are going to use, uh, for these, uh, for these restrictions, for these mandates, uh, which are not law, uh, but you know, you, oh, cool. You don't want to, uh, you don't want to wear your mask or, or get the vaccine. Cool. You got to get tested three times a week. It's the exact same yeah. thing. They're, they're just trying to make it difficult, expensive, time consuming and uncomfortable or embarrassing. So if we put up my screen real quick, Mr. Brewster, have a bit of breaking news. Um, this broke last night that Republicans were planning to shut down the federal government over the vaccine mandates and basically saying they would not vote for the funding bill. They would not vote to raise the debt ceiling unless the vaccine mandates were removed. 
And this is something that we've been pushing hard for. And we've been pushing hard through all the fact spots. This is what the fact spots campaigns are pushing for to, to stop this. So you obviously you have Mike Lee, Ted Cruz were behind this in the Senate. Lots of other House Republicans, Senate Republicans were behind it. That was last night. Just breaking this morning. McConnell and McCarthy have apparently caved at the prospect of shutting down the government to save us all from the vaccine mandate. Apparently, McConnell, at the very least, caved and has now agreed to fund the government through mid-February. So they're not going to give the Democrats their long-term spending bill, but they're going to cave and fund it through mid-February. And the reason, the reason being is that Republican leadership were terrified of being blamed for the shutdown because Chuck Schumer was already saying that it, it's going to be a Republican anti-vaccine shutdown, and that was all McConnell needed to hear to cave. So that's the word. I, the fight's not over. We're going to be launching a fax blast immediately after this podcast to stop this because obviously they need they need one or two Republicans in the Senate to pass this. They might only get one or two, but we need to fight like hell to stop this because this is where we hold the line. It's not, oh, well, we're going to allow the unconstitutional vaccine mandate to go through February. No, you, you stand and fight now. You stand and fight now. So make sure you stay tuned for that fax blast coming after the podcast today. And if you don't already receive our fax blast, make sure you sign up for our email newsletter. That link is in the description. No, this really just does. It's, it's par for the course. And we can take down my screen, Mr. Producer. Well, you know, and so, I mean, this is, yeah, this is where we hold the line, but this is where we advance the line. There's no more like holding the line. The line that we're holding right now is so far back from any place of, of sanity any place of constitutional integrity. Uh, I mean, we're, we're already so far down the road of fascism, and, and I'll call it, I mean, in line with this episode, with what we're seeing, I mean, we're so far down the road towards a full Nazi-style, uh, you know, takeover, whatever you want to call it. This is evil. Yeah. This is disgusting. There's no more holding the line. We advance the line now. It is. We hold the line. We hold the line. On this and it's advancing line by taking the fight to the vaccine mandate. Right. That that's the that's the going on offense. No, we I agree. I agree. Not but pass the bill. No, I, I agree. I agree. But what I, what I'm what I'm saying is is uh, I agree with you, a hundred percent. But uh, the, like I said, I, I do not believe for one second for one second that this is going to stop. That I mean, th they are going to try and accelerate this, and there's going to be a point where the you know, the, the bills and all this, is, it's not going to matter. They're, they're pushing this so hard, and they, they're going past the law. They're going past any semblance of authority that they have. Uh, so this is going to come down to people in their communities where they live in their state uh, shutting this down, and, and you, you have to not comply. You, people have to be the, the ones on the front lines in their neighborhoods, in their communities, that say no forking no we will not do this you will not do this if you try to do this if you pass it absolutely not we're not going to do it and we will walk you out of that building this this is so obscene uh that that's what that's what i mean by advance the line this is yeah, yeah. there's there's going to be a time very soon and i'm, I'm kind of surprised it hasn't happened yet um especially with all the all the things that we're seeing i mean you, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to see where this is going um, so I'm, you know, I'm just telling everyone right now, like yeah. Joe says this all the time, but uh, I'm, I'm going to echo that people, you've got to wake up and get off the sidelines and you got to do it now, right you now. You don't need to be a rocket scientist to see it. You also don't need a rocket scientist, if you put it on my screen, Mr. Producer, to see the amazing deals we have at the Conservative Daily Store. So new t-shirts are up. All I want for Christmas is a full forensic audit. We also have one that's all I want for Christmas is the real president that available in t-shirts and hoodies. Now, $29.99, so we're able to get those prices down on T-shirts, and the prices are probably going to be coming down a little bit more. We, we're trying to work with our, with our printers to get those prices down. But pick up this T-shirt today in time for the holidays. Wear it to your company Christmas party. I mean, imagine walking into your company Christmas party wearing a T-shirt. All I want for Christmas is a full forensic audit. You're going to make liberals' heads explode. And that's what we're here for. We're here to help you make liberals' heads explode and help you get those high fives from conservatives when you're at the store, at the grocery store, and they see your shirt. So check out all the shirts at Conservative Daily Store, store.conservative-daily.com, and we can take that down now. That was a good segue. Yeah. That was a good plug. That's the segue. Um, 
So before we go, we've been we've been talking about this a little bit. The Pfizer data is being released now. Pfizer is trying. FDA is trying to take fifty five years to release all the data. And apparently, they're going to let them slow walk this. But we're getting little bits of data. As we reported, there were t- over twelve thousand deaths recorded by Pfizer in in the first two and a half months of adverse events that they are recording. If we put up on my screen, Mr. Producer, image number one. Image number one, this is Pfizer's reactions. So this is a part of the data that just got released, looking at the different adverse events that were reported. Um, So you can see, I I said 12,000, sorry, I meant 1,200. 1,223 fatal outcomes. Fatal outcomes. That's, That's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. And they're looking at, look at all the different cases of, of just how many had adverse events. If we go to image number two, Miss Producer. Well, you know what's interesting? If we can stay, uh, if we can go back to one for one second, um, you look at on the right under gender relevant cases, the number of females is far over overrepresented. Uh, yeah, which is, which is interesting because in a lot of the a lot of the VAERS data. Um, you know, there's a lot of data. There was actually a CDC whistleblower, uh, I think his name was Randall Thompson, uh, who was talking about the fact that they were hiding data that showed that African-American boys in particular were having massive, uh, massively higher numbers of adverse events that were leading to severe neurological and developmental issues. And, and for this data, now you see females are, are by far yeah. uh, overrepresented, which is interesting. Yeah. And so just to read this at the bottom, um, so the most prevalent adverse event that was recorded was just basically um, just soreness at the injection site, which tends to happen no matter what you inject, even if you were to inject a placebo. But nervous system disorders, 25,957. Musculoskeletal and connective tissue disorders, 17,283. Gastrointestinal disorders, over 14,000. Skin tissue disorders, 8,476. Respiratory, thoracic, and media, mediastinal 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 just mediastinal? The, it's uh, basically the space between your lungs so that would be like your trachea you your esophagus your heart aorta just shy of 89,000 infections and infestations 8900 8, infest infections and infestations 4600 injury poisoning and procedural complications just shy of 5600 and more investigations 30 almost 3700 so if we go to image 2 they have graphed this for us and they have already put what they call, what they believe to be serious and non-serious. So the general dis, the the general disorders, what they generally call injection site redness. Every time they've ever talked about this subset of data, they say, "Oh, that that's nothing. That's just when you get injected and and your arm gets a little red." But you can see here that over one third, almost one half of all of the different people who are just. Talk about general problems. They have listed, Pfizer has listed them as serious. Over 20,000 of the 51,000 are serious. That's not a nervous small system. Number. Nervous system, you can see about probably around 12,000 were considered serious. Musculoskeletal uh, looks to be about 8,000. I'm just looking at charts, so they don't have all the lines. Um, gastrointestinal, seven, 8,000, right? You see just how many of the serious, serious is in pink, not so serious is in blue. And they say not so serious. You can't really believe them. But this is Pfizer's data. This is Pfizer's own data that they wanted to hide from us until 55 years from now. If we take this down and put up image three, this is what gets really, really terrifying. Talking about spontaneous abortions. Oh, yeah. Spontaneous abortions, the number of cases that they recorded. Number of cases that they recorded: 274 cases of, of pregnant women who were vaccinated and had adverse reactions. So, what 124. Per, does it say in here what percentage of of the of the the study population that was? So they say uh, I, I I'd have to look at it. Um, so 170 were mothers, four were babies, 170 unique pregnancies. And the four babies were linked to three mothers. So I guess one was twins. Yeah. One mother was, was twins. The other three were just carrying one baby. Um, pregnancy outcomes for the 270 pregnancies were reported as spontaneous abortions, 23. So almost 10%. Probably be somewhere around 8% if I had to just guess, not even doing the math. 
Um, outcome pending, five. Premature birth with neonatal death. Spontaneous abortion, uh, two each. Spontaneous abortion with neonatal death and a normal outcome, one. So they knew that upwards of 10% of pregnant women who got the vaccine had fatal outcomes. Well, and if you look at the bottom, if, if you look at the bottom, I mean, as, as disgusting and terrifying as that is um, in and of itself, if you look at the bottom, um, you have breastfeeding baby cases. Uh, and it lists 133. It says 116 cases reported exposure to vaccine during breastfeeding um, without any adverse events. But then there were 17 cases uh, where, where they did have, I don't know if this is, uh, they were exposed only through, uh, through breastfeeding. So the mother didn't get the vaccine during, uh, during pregnancy. I mean, that's a, that's a huge issue though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the fact and, that, that, and that just being exposed through breast milk can be causing some of these adverse events. I mean, you've got, uh, it gets harder. pyrexia, it gets rash, harder infant irritability, yeah. vomiting, diarrhea, insomnia. As someone who's had two kids, I can tell you that my kids were always insomniacs, right? Well, no, sure, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, but still, the vomiting, fact that it's in the study, I mean, yeah, yeah you can say, okay, there, there's and some more questions that. you have there, but why are they hiding the this? Is, the point is that they knew this. They knew this data. And that instead of presenting it to the American people, instead of saying of all the pregnant women who get the vaccine, roughly eight, eight and a half percent, somewhere around that number, have spontaneous abortions. Well, Instead and this is while they're doing this whole push that, oh, if you're, it's totally safe. You, you, are you pregnant? Are you breastfeeding? Yeah, you better get the vaccine. You better, you better stay safe. They're, they're pushing that narrative and very obviously so, very, very consciously. They're pushing that idea and telling people to get it and that it's totally safe for mothers who are pregnant, for mothers who are breastfeeding. And, and they have this and they're hiding it on top of all the other adverse events. And this is just what we see. Th th these data sets that we see are just the data from the first two and a half months of administering the vaccine. Just so again, also recognize they had this data showing that a large percentage of pregnant women had miscarriages or, or had their babies die. They didn't share that. And as soon as an organization basically files a Freedom of Information Act request to get it from the FDA, the FDA tries to slow walk it and say, oh, it's gonna take 55 years to let you know. So 55 years, how many women are going to get pregnant over the next half century? And, and I hope we don't we get to a point where they're not forcing this on people in 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. But you're talking about subjecting multiple generations, multiple generations to this, knowing the adverse reactions, trying to hide it from them. It's evil. This is well, evil. And, and beyond that, uh, again, I mean, what about what about, you know, longer term studies through multiple generations, right? I mean, now this is a gene therapy. This is not actually a vaccine. What is going to happen to the fertility or to, you know, effects on uh, on uh, mutations two, three generations later? What's no, going to no. happen? Yeah, we have no idea. This is, you have the obvious issue, which you just mentioned, which how long is this going to go that people are going to accept this? Because to me, it's beyond, okay, well, hopefully they don't force it. It's like, Number one, how long are people going to accept uh, them to push this on us? Um, and as some of this more information comes out, how many people are still going to go along with this uh, with this nonsense? But the the generational studies is, is a whole other layer to this that that in, in some ways is a lot more frightening. You know, the only studies that they had right were the some of the animal studies with with a couple of the shots, which they ended, um, and they've had with with multiple other drugs with other vaccines, uh, where the uh, the test animals, they stop having the ability to reproduce sometimes a couple of generations later. Yeah. With a gene therapy yeah. drug now, I mean, you're, you're directly talking about uh, genetic effects, and we have no idea how that's going to compound. Yeah, yeah we, we don't. And, and eventually, I mean, I'll, I'll, you can't always go by the animals. As I've said on the podcast multiple times, if you give a dog chocolate, it'll, it'll die if you give them dark chocolate, right? So there's lots of things that can kill animals that won't kill humans because humans aren't rats. We're not guinea pigs. Yeah, yeah, but this so is eventually, this isn't a great example of that, yeah. though. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a great look to say we killed all the animals. We're going to jump right to human trials. Usually that, that slows it down, slows down the process. But when you add up all of the instances in, again, this is just adverse events that were reported. It doesn't even account for unreported. So there's lots of pregnant women 
who might have not even, might have not even reported their miscarriage, right? Did Just you see, did it say, like, uh, like, did they have any figure in here that they said, we think the uh, the percentage of cases that were reported is, is this amount of, of the total? No, no. Uh, I don't they, think they, they did. Don't, they, don't, they don't presume that, but we know that not every case gets reported. Yeah. So if I've reported 9.6, when you add in the other fatal outcomes, 9.6% of the of pregnant women who got the vaccine in Pfizer's own data, this is Pfizer's data, not ours, 9.6% lost the baby. Now, what does that mean? That, that requires a lot more investigation because there are lots of studies that suggest that over 20, between 20 and 25% of pregnancies naturally miscarry. So we don't know, right? And that's why you need more investigation into this because the, the, the rate of miscarriage in this study is below what many studies say is just the natural rate. But just because you can't pin it definitively doesn't mean you don't, you don't sound the alarms, right? Well, and you said if it you yesterday, have pregnant Max. women losing their babies, you don't go out on television and say it's safe and effective for pregnant women. No, you, don't you, do you that. said this yesterday, you, and you, you drove this point or drove this point home. The first do no harm, right? So, I mean, yeah. we have our we have our you know how our healthcare system is is completely corrupt. You, you know it uh, when you see this kind of stuff, and be under no illusions, people that are uh, your medical providers, insurance companies, like you know. Yeah, Pfizer has been hiding this data, but there are many. There's a lot of other data just from the uh, the general population that we've seen. Be under no illusions that they don't have any clue about this stuff. And when you see our healthcare systems, our government, and these companies pushing this stuff, and they know this, and they don't want you to see it, you know right away that they are not actually working for your health. You know this is nothing about health. These are, this is disgustingly criminal. This is evil. They are lying about everything. If you're going to say first do no harm, right, you, you have to have some other option that might be safer. Uh, I mean, like, there, there's a lot to that. We, we won't go into that now. But the numbers are a lie. The, the whole thing is a lie. Yeah. The, the cases are inflated. The, the death rate is a lie. They've been called lying about everything. So well, how are they doing this? This is, this is part. obviously criminal and, and evil. It is, this is against humanity. So almost out of time, I'll end it with this. There's different types of evil here. There's the evil of the organizational structure itself, which, again, to use the Nazi analogy, it, that is the Nazi regime, right? The evil that the Nazi regime is perpetrating, the evil that Pfizer as an organization and these other pharmaceutical companies are perpetrating. There's also the individuals. So there are individuals working within Pfizer who knew that that this was causing pregnant women to miscarry and continued to inject it into the arm of pregnant women anyway. And I'm sure if you ask them, they'd say they're just following orders or they didn't know. Similar to what you heard in the Nuremberg trials, that's a separate kind of evil. And that's an evil. We've seen lots of whistleblowers come forward, but not nearly enough. So we need to make sure we separate this. There's, there's two levels of evil here. There's the level of the individual who's doing it anyway, knowing that this is going to hurt people. And then there's, the individual, then there's the organizations itself that are covering it up. Well, we are out of time, but we're going to continue to monitor this. And as and new I just, I just want to say one thing. I want to say one thing before we end. If you are, if you are someone who is who's in this, uh, the organizational structure uh, of evil, the, the Nazi parallel, do not, do not be, uh, be fooled. You will, in this life or the next, you will answer for the orders that you follow if they go against humanity. So do not allow yourself to be an order follower, to be a good Nazi. And if you are someone who, like the Germans, who watched people get rounded up uh, when, when, this, when the same type of thing happened, do not be the one who stood there and let it happen until it was too late for you. All right? This, this comes yeah. down to us. All right? It's, it is time for you to get activated. When we were meeting with Joe von Pulitzer, uh, it was one of the things that he talked about when, when we were in uh, Carol, or no, we were in Illinois, uh, and he was talking about there are a lot of people who who get it, but not everyone is activated. It is time for you to get activated, yeah. and it's time to get activated now. Yeah. So we're out of time. Um, people are asking how can they access these Pfizer documents. I'm going to post them on my Telegram, and we'll share them to the Conservative Daily Telegram as well, and maybe get them shared to Joe's Telegram. I'm not sure, but check that out. I'll be posting that as soon as we go off the air. 
at Max J. McGuire and Conserve Daily, and, and hopefully it'll be on Joe's as well. So people who want the documents will share them with you that way. That's going to be it for this edition of the Conserve Daily Podcast. If you like the podcast, got to make sure you subscribe, right? Not just the video, subscribe to the audio. Even if you watch us on video, please do subscribe to audio. Set it up to auto-download and, and download just so we can prove the numbers to advertisers. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, all great places. But if you can, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe there so that we can climb up higher in those rankings. I think today we're at 71, which isn't as high as we used to be. We, we, we peaked at like eight before we got shadow banned. Um, we peaked at eight last year. Also, there are a lot of new podcasts that have been created since then, like the Breitbart Daily Podcast is ahead of us. That didn't exist back then. So it's a little bit more of a competitive space, but we need your help to climb up in those rankings. So please do subscribe on Apple Podcasts and download and leave us a five-star review if you can. We go live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. So tune in for that. And if you need a little reminder, you can text the word FREEDOM, F-R-E-E-D-O-M, to 89517-89517. You'll get added to our text alert system. You get an alert telling you what we're talking about that day and how, when, and where you can watch. And if you're one of the Facebook refugees, since we're no longer broadcasting on Facebook, this is the best way to get your equivalent of a Facebook notification if you rely on that to make sure you tune in. So that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Special thank you to Greg Apollo Pappas for stopping by, sitting in for Joe, who is in court. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. Remember, everyone, the fight to take back our country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. Thank you.